Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Two Average Brown Bros podcast. I'm your host, Brashank. And I'm your host, Andres. And today is Monday, August 16th, 2021. Andres, what's happening? Not much, man. You know, um, last week we had a little bit of a heat wave over here in Montreal, and it was extremely humid the entire time, like with humidity. I'm pretty sure we were over 35 the entire week, which was awful. But now we're back to nice, sunny weather. Uh, but other than that, keep on enjoying life. And, you know, uh, as like as soon as we release the episode, I will have started math camp. So going back to the student life, finally, how about you, man? How's everything going with you? Well, for me, this uh, next little, you know, two, three minutes is going to be my past week as well as what I learned. I'm going to combine it because, you know, my girlfriend, me and a couple of friends, we actually made an impromptu trip to your home country, bro. We went down to Cancun, Mexico. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, it was super impromptu, um, super spontaneous, you know. They had been talking for a while, but I wasn't sure if I was going to go or not because I was supposed to go back to Canada a couple, like last week. But then I extend my stay here. So then we bought our tickets, you know, and we got a resort down there. We flew down there on Tuesday and came back literally today. Like this morning we came back. Or yesterday we came back to Philadelphia and then came back to Washington, D.C. today uh, at the time of the recording on Sunday night. Oh, wow. Okay. So super, um, you know, it was my first time in Mexico in your home country. So it was super cool, you know. I know we've talked about, um, your favorite things to do in Mexico. So, you know, going down there, I learned, you know, moving on to the what we learned for this week. Um, one of the first excursions that I actually did down there was a Chichen Itza visit. Okay. As well as, well as the cenotes, um, you know, the swimming in the cenotes. I know you talked about it in the past. And it was super cool to actually do it in person, you know. So, got to see Cancun. I know that's not all of Mexico. There's so much more to go. But for my first visit, to Mexico it was a really cool one because we went down there on Tuesday and um, just chilled and then version um, to Chichen Itza as well as the cenotes and you know had food and then came back Wednesday it was more of a chill day and then Thursday or Friday it was mostly just chilling at the resort um, you know enjoying the beaches because I haven't been to a beach in almost three years now like a proper beach with like yeah. blue, blue blue water and soft sand. The beach was really nice. The weather was nice all uh, four or five days we were there. And I learned a lot. Like definitely that Chichen Itza is one of the new seven wonders of the world. And going there, seeing the historical significance of it um, to the world, as well as the Mexican people and the Maya people, it was really like, you know, it was really cool. Because like, I think that even like uh, one of the, World Heritage Sites, it's definitely one of the coolest ones I've been to so far in my life, although I haven't been to too many. <laughs> but just seeing it and how you've talked about it in the past, and that was super cool to learn about. And it reminded me of, you know, back home in Nepal, because as you go to Chichen Itza and you go around, the walk, do the walk around it, there's vendors selling, you know, local art and local, like, uh, bracelets and necklaces and things like that. And that reminded me, very much like Nepal where you go to like a temple and next to the temples there's like local street vendors selling their local crafts and arts things like that so it was really cool I did also learn to haggle in uh, Mexico as well like translating my haggling nego- uh, negotiation skills from Nepal to Mexico I think you know it's very similar those countries like they're trying to survive on 
the tourism and especially Cancun with COVID, you know, shutting down a lot of things. People are hurting. So the haggling, you know, got to do that, but got to be respectful and like give up when you think the price is right. All a really spontaneous trip, but super fun. Um, stayed safe, of, of course. So before we went down, we actually got COVID tested. And then on the way back, we got COVID tested yesterday, came back negative, so wear masks all the time. And even the resorts were very accommodating, you know, masks pretty much everywhere, um, social distancing for the most part. Um, one of the coolest things that, well, not coolest, most interesting thing was when we landed in Cancun and we took our shuttle to the um, resort, our driver was like, do you want a beer? And we're like, oh, in the uh, resort? He's like, no, here. And he had a cooler in his passenger seat and he opened it for us driving the shuttle you know hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mexican yeah. hospitality man <laughs> yeah you don't see that anywhere else so it was like at first we were surprised by like we get it it's cancun you know yeah but overall you know four short days uh seemed like the you know it, it was went by way too quick but we had a lot of fun um and I would definitely go to Mexico. You know, this time, I think one of the things about the resorts was the flavors of the food was very, like, almost, like, simmer down to match, like, the visitors that go there very often. Um, more more of the Americans and the Canadians that go often, you know, who don't really like spicy food. So some of the better foods that we had was when we did excursions and they took us to, like, some of the local villages. And we had food there that was really good food. And we made stops at several villages along the way. And the tequila factory, of course. Uh, side note, the coffee tequila was actually my favorite tequilas. We did like this little mini tequila tasting. Oh, yeah. No, that's amazing. And yeah, next time you come visit, I actually do have some coffee tequila with me. So Perfect. And that's what we we're saying. Like, you know, we're at the end of the trip. We're like, next time we go, we want to go with Andreas. Because, you know, he's local. He'll show us the real mexican food the real attractions not just the touristy things and you know what we're looking forward to going with you next time absolutely man i'm down for that well i'm glad that you made that impromptu trip and you learned a lot about my culture <laughs> i loved every bit of it that's amazing no that's pretty cool man andreas what you learned this past week uh, what I learned about this past week actually was a little bit more about the history behind the neighborhood I live in Montreal. So I learned a lot about Lila Shin Canal, which um, is this canal that allowed for trading routes to happen in Canada because, you know, the San Lawrence River can get a little bit too rapid and there's certain points that are too rocky and all of that. So the Lachin Canal made it possible for trade uh, to come into Canada and as well it kind of like started where Montreal started flourishing within the shipping routes uh, so I learned a lot about that and then as well as the neighborhood and it was back in the day it was a industrial area so a lot of the buildings either they um, they did some renovations but still kept the factory look to them and now now it's a residential area but yeah there's some still cute little factories around that they just are left there because of heritage <laughs> and there's other ones that have been, been converted into it so it's pretty nice just to get to know a little bit more the neighborhood and yeah and the other day i went on a bixie ride so these are like the cities that the city provided in montreal and I did a 12 kilometer ride from my end of the island to the northern end of the island. And that took an hour. 
and my legs were tired by the end of it. So I decided to take the metro back because I just couldn't couldn't ride for 12 kilometers back because <laughs> realized that, yeah, I knew Montreal was hilly, but did not realize how much of the hills were <laughs> until I got on the bike. That sounds amazing, man. I'm glad you're, you know, immersing yourself in the Montreal culture and your neighborhood. And, you know, I can't wait and, you know, explore the city with you. Absolutely. Can't wait to have you over. Exactly. And, you know, that's something that we'll get to the later of this in this episode. But first, you know, for the main feature of this episode, one thing that, you know, as my trip is winding down, I am going to, well, when this episode is out, I will be on my flight back to Canada and Ottawa. As my trip is winding down, one thing I really wanted to talk to you about was our passions, right? Like we, all the time, but one of the biggest questions in human history is what's our purpose and what's our passion? What are we here for? And let me start with you, Andres. What is your passion? My passion is food. <laughs> no, but uh, I think a, a lot of humans, uh, we have different kinds of passion. I think it depends what you, uh, what, um, in what context or what you're looking for in it. Uh, I mean, if at least for myself, if someone doesn't feel passion, then it's just like, okay, uh, it's time to explore them because passions are the things that really thrive, uh, drive us through life and make us you know, make decisions and keep on pushing us forward in life. So for me, I would say um, my passion, like I passion for me, one of them is exploring and culture. I think I've learned a lot from exploring different sides of like different countries, exploring the world, exploring different cuisines. And I know we talked a lot about that, but that's, that's the truth. Like I've learned a lot of knowledge and opened up my perspective to different things because of the amount of traveling and eating <laughs> that I've done. Um, so I would say exploring and culture is one of my big passions. And then the other one is just, you know, healthcare. Uh, that's the reason I got into the science field. That is the reason I got into the public health field. Um, so definitely I would say those uh, on top of like the list of passions would be uh, exploring, uh, getting to know the cultures around the world and healthcare. Those are, those will be my top three passions. How about you, buddy? What, what, what makes you passionate? I think this is one question that I've been struggling with for a long, there's so many things that interest me, but I don't know if I'm actually passionate about anything. You know? So like in life, I love traveling and that if I had to pick one, it'd be traveling. Of course, like, you know, that's my one true passion, I guess. But from a life perspective, besides travel and eating and learning, I don't know what I should strive for. Especially these days with COVID, you know, if COVID's taught us anything that the world can shut down so quickly, you know, if uh, something like the next pandemic were to happen, or there's so many things that could go wrong, such as, like, such as work and career. Like lately, I've been questioning what I really want to do in my career. Do I want to be an engineer forever? Or like, you know, 20, 30 years from now, will I still be an engineer? Or do I want to switch careers? But like sometimes it's hard to answer that when you're still young. Career is a passion. I think that's where my question lies the most because as much as I love engineering, I don't see myself doing engineering for 20, 30, 40 years. But the next, the flip side to that is what do I see myself doing? And that's where I lost. And like, you know, I've talked to a lot of people these days and I think a lot of people do feel that way because work is tiresome, right? Like we've, I'm, I've said this in the past episodes where you're working Monday through Friday, for most of us anyway that 
privileged enough to work, have a steady schedule for the most part. You work Monday through Friday, eight to five. Yeah. You all want to just work forever? Like, is that what life is really? But on the flip side, like, we are privileged enough to complain about because there's people that have to work, like, you know, in third world countries or even second world countries. I am much appreciative of so much that I have, but at the same time, what am I passionate about? I don't know. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's a thing when it comes to adulthood that nobody really talks about is what it is and really some of the sacrifices that you have to make. And, um, you know, it is hard, like, to decide and find what you're really passionate about that you want to spend the rest of your life doing. And it is a huge decision. And, I mean, I think that's also... uh, I think I like making that decision, making that decision in your early 20s or things like that. It can be, it, it is hard because, you know, when you stumble like on your mid 20s or you go into your 30s, uh, then you start like asking like, okay, what now? <laughs> so. Absolutely. And like, you know, especially us as, like, you know, as immigrants ourselves and first generation and second generation immigrations or kids of immigrants it's for us like a lot we are so happy to be where we are right like we came from such underprivileged underdeveloped countries to where we are now us and canada where we can say oh you know we can complain about you know this is gonna sound really cliche but the first one there's so many things about not like even like something simple as like not having ac day or not having heater it's like in Canada that we don't talk about every day but at the same time like I that doesn't negate how we feel about our cells and our like environment and you know just our lives in general because the way I see it everyone is facing their own battles and has their own issues and you don't know what the other person's going through right so like I don't think I don't think we any of our feelings just because other people have it better or worse Exactly. And I mean, it is, you can feel, um, and it is completely okay, you know, to feel a certain way. Yeah, you can complain. But the thing I think with that is like realizing that in a way where we, when we complain about that or we make those statements, we acknowledge like you did, like the, the place of privilege that we're coming from, but you can still in a certain way feel that way because it's your experience and that's what you're living right that's a thing like you said like you're living your experience so you feel like you know in the big picture there's people worse than you there's better than you but you're living your own life you're living your own life for you and your loved ones so i feel like you shouldn't get your feelings no matter how you feel and you know that's where the passion you know that's where my the idea of talking about passion came into place because you know i talked to so many people recently and they just seem so lost or they are lost because you know post covid everyone's like well now what you know people are, are confused yeah we can go back to the things they were you can start doing your own things i mean for some people it never stopped right but at the same time like i said like covid has taught us so many things that we need to be more aware of and be careful about and just in the long picture like like the classic example is I know so many people that have like questioned their career choices just because, you know, the COVID has shows that showed how COVID has work is very like capitalistic almost like I know that's a whole nother episode we can talk about, but it is true because like there's so many people 
stay at home, not work, and collect CERB. So in Canada, you know, the benefits, monthly $2,000 in their check that came. Or the rest of us, we got to work, still work in our career at home, you know, at the privilege of working at home every day and not worrying about traveling to work or commuting to work. But there's there's a essential people such as frontline health, frontline health workers or grocery store workers that have to go to work every day and they're struggling to meet make them meet. Um, mm-hmm. So it like people are like questioning their not just like life but like focus on career because that's for me that's been the biggest issue in the last little bit where it's like I do love engineering I love certain aspects of it some things that. But for for the most part, I do enjoy it. But it's, is this something that I want to do forever, or is like you know when is the right time to make a switch if I want to make a switch? Yeah, no, and that's like sometimes those of those questions are like, you know, the very, very challenging and hard decision making ones. But at times we have to make them because that's just how life works. And I mean. The thing is, like, with that, right, it's, like, we're always trying to look for our happiness and what will make us happy throughout life. But sometimes, you know, in order to find that out, we have to go through some of those challenging uh, times. But there's nothing wrong with that as long. I mean, as long as you have a good support network and you're in route to finding what you're passionate about, I think it is okay. Exactly. And, you know, another thing I've learned is, I mean... As far as I can see, no one actually likes working, right? No one wants to go to work every day just to make money. Like, if everyone could just have money, you know, if everyone can win the lottery and just be live life, you know, that people would be perfectly happy. I think for the most part, not maybe some people would be bored and go back to work. But for the most part, I feel like a lot of people don't actually like going to work. They might like what they do. But I feel like the biggest question that, you know, whenever I meet someone new or I meet like I have deep talks with my friends or colleagues or family i ask them would you do what you're doing right now for your career for free and a majority of them you know would say no because i mean i mean that to me that's what passion is about if you're so passionate about something you should be able to do it without getting paid for it without getting like compensation for it because that's what passion means to me mm-hmm. so like you know going back to my example it's like I'm at a crossroad, I think, sometimes where it's like, I love engineering, but do I see myself doing it forever? Like, you know, the basic things of writing reports every day or like doing traffic simulation. As much as I enjoy it now, I don't think I'll do it 20, 30 years from now. Like, I don't want to do it 20, 30 years from now. But then again, on the flip side, it's like, I don't know what else I would like to do because I think that's where the college university system kind of lacks in place because, I mean, at that time, you're you know, pretty much focus on one thing. And I wish university has more options to like take other classes besides just your main degree, because that, I think that would be so helpful to so many people like myself that are, you know, starting their career four, five, six years into their career and are questioning, is that what they really want to do? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it takes a long time, right, to figure things, to figure things out. But yeah, I think there's many other ways that... Um, like if we like that's the thing right if you decide to go and to better yourself to go through the the a university pathway i think universities should in a certain way also help you out uh help you out figuring out what you're really 
passionate about. And I think for me, that's kind of like what helped me to figure really to figure things out of what I really enjoyed doing and what I was really passionate about was because, you know, back in high school before, because in our high school system, you have to decide on your senior year, which area um, of like you want to specialize on, which I chose health sciences, surprisingly. <laughs> um, but for me it was because in grade 11, we have to take a test. It's not really a passion test, I would say, but it is like an aptitude. It's kind of like a combination of your aptitudes and what you really like. So for example, for me, uh, when I took the test and everything, everything that came out either was, um, you know, very math heavy, statistics, engineering, and all of that, but also a lot of it that came out were related to the health and life sciences. So a lot of, you know, biology, medicine, uh, pharmacists, pharmacology, uh, health sciences. So a lot of that came through me. So then for me, it was just like, how do I put my passion of, you know, working with others, the passion for knowledge into finding a career in health sciences. But that really helped. And I think that's really helped me like shape my path is because I had, I, I was provided that guidance very early on in my life that we really, uh, we really, that, that really helped for myself. So I think some of that can be incorporated in different, like everywhere, because it's nice to kind of like, let's be realistic. When you're a teenager, sometimes you truly know what you're doing, but most we don't. And having someone to guide you, I think is the best way to go about and, you know, uh, save you some headaches throughout life. Absolutely. And you know what? It's not just teenagers because when we were young, we thought adults knew what they were doing. But honestly, I don't think adults like we're, you know, adults now i don't think we know what we're doing fully either that's yeah that's a true <laughs> that's very true so in the big picture you know i think finding your passion is definitely one of the toughest things because no matter what there's there's passion lies in so many things whether it's your personal life professional life or you know somewhere in between where you're trying to find you know biggest question on earth what is our purpose mm-hmm. and that boils down to passion and what you what excites you and you know for me on 100 percent, it is traveling but to you know start something with that right now when you're 26 it's kind of hard but you got to push through it success doesn't come overnight and you're you know you're not going to find something that you're passionate about overnight it's going to take time whether it's taking different certificates online for your career or just doing some youtube and googling for your um you know leisure life where trying to find that passion and that fire that burns inside you Hmm. Oh no, absolutely. And I mean, it, yeah, like as long as you feel you're going in the direction of it, I think that's good. Absolutely. So, you know, I think this was very cathartic. It was a good conversation. <laughs> um, want to keep it, you know, short and sweet for this week because, you know, we have lots of things going on, like we've said for the last month, but I wanna go on to the next um, segment of the episode and what we're looking forward to this week because we have lots happening this upcoming week. All right. So, yeah, let's move on to our next segment. So, Brishank, what are you looking forward for this week? Find my passion. 
<laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes aside, you know, we'll definitely have more talks about passion and you know, things, what, what drives us in the future. But for this week, what I'm looking forward to is, well, not looking forward to, I guess. Um, I am leaving Virginia, or like I said earlier in the episode, I will be on the flight when this episode's out. I'll be back in Canada, so, you know, looking forward to new beginnings. But I am very sad to leave my girlfriend here. I uh, hadn't seen her in seven, eight months. So, you know, being here for one month is obviously not long enough. But, you know, Ottawa is a lot closer to Washington, D.C. than Regina. So, and now that borders are open for vaccinated Americans, hopefully she'll come visit me in the next month or so. And mm-hmm. then it'll be a lot easier. So, I guess it's bittersweet because I will be um, another big news. I guess I did resign from my last job that I was working at and starting mm-hmm. a new job in a new city so so many things happening all at once so kind of anxious about that you know finding a place you know finding a vehicle to take me to work because my new work is a little bit far from ottawa and you know just it's going to be chaotic but i think i'm looking forward to it because covid has made life very mundane at times looking for forward to that chaotic for the next couple of weeks andrea Mm -hmm. what what are you excited for for this upcoming week well, uh, this week, uh, not officially started uh, classes, but in a certain way, going back to school because uh, we have math camp, which I know sounds very nerdy, but I'm very excited for it. Um, so, yeah, for the next two weeks, it's just a lot of refresher about math. You know, it's been a long, long time since I was in university. So, and math, I really don't use it. I didn't use it for my past job. So getting back into the groove of like studying and learning and using math skills and all of that. So um, I'm excited about that. Excited to get back now into the rhythm of what my life is going to look like for at least the next two years. And, you know, uh, people on our Facebook group for the class, uh, some of them are starting to come to Montreal or they're already in the area. So a lot of asking are like, oh my God, when do you guys want to meet? And we should hang out so that we can get to know each other. Uh, so excited to uh, to meet my classmates because, you know, um, they're probably going to be some of the people that I spend most of my time with. <laughs> so uh, um, it's very academic heavy, but I'm excited for, for the next couple of weeks uh, to get into the group of being a grad student. That's awesome to hear, yeah. Um, you know, both of us are, you know, for you with classes starting and your new journey starting and for me, you know, new journey as well. It's going to be, like I said, it is going to be chaotic, but I think we'll have a good time. And, of course, we'll update the listeners every week as we have done for the past month where the episodes have been a little bit kind of all this. Um, we do apologize if, you know, what you guys listen for, but I think... For the most part, like, you know, one of the things that I did hear from our listener recently, like, so one of my friends, she reached out to me and said she loved that how personal we are on our podcast because some of the podcasts are very, like, you know, they have a script. And I kid you not, we've never had a script. I don't think we have a general idea of what we want to talk about. But for the most part, this is pretty much like a live conversation between Andres and me about things on our minds. So, and she really appreciated that. So thank you for, like, you know, letting us be a part of your life and a lot of after agreement's episode a couple of weeks ago a lot of people have reached out to me and said they want to be on future episodes so we're gonna to have to plan for that andreas i don't know if you're ready for it but a lot of people are wanting to be on the podcast in the future well man you know i'm always ready for a challenge so if we can make it work out 
with uh, <laughs> with our heavy schedules, we're only good. Absolutely. I think, you know, I'm super happy and I know the listeners are super happy with how the podcast has been going, um, the way it's, we've been doing it. Um, like I said, we do apologize for the chaotic schedules for the last couple of weeks, but it should return to somewhat normal um, in the next couple of weeks. Um, we look forward to deeper, more serious conversations. One of the biggest ones being, you know, recent development that the Taliban has taken over Kabul, Afghanistan again. Um, mm-hmm. big, 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 big news after, you know, 20 some years of lots of U.S. Americans and NATO forces in Afghanistan. It, this is big news. So I do want to touch up on this in future episodes. So looking forward to talking about that. So many other deeper and hard-hitting topics. Absolutely. Yeah, man. It's one of those new topics. And I, I'm, I like, it is shocking uh, to be age, but we'll touch base on that later on. Exactly. So if you have any comments, concerns, crybaby stuff, or questions, reach out to us as always. And Andres, where can the listeners reach out to us? Our listeners can reach out to us on our Instagram and our Twitter, to Average Brown Bros Podcast. Uh, we're always there. Uh, you can always feel free to reach out. Let us know what you think. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's basically it, man. That's where everyone can reach us at. And also you can reach us at our personal uh, social network. Absolutely. So with that, we're signing off for today. We hope you enjoyed our short but simple talk about passion and spontaneous trips and what our chaotic lives hopefully back to normal soon and we'll catch on next episode that's about right well <laughs> yeah we'll catch you next monday bye see ya